Welcome again to Focus Islam. Uh, now we're taking on something else in terms of the way we present the gospel to the folk Muslims. On the birth of Jesus, let's look at that. The Quran talks about Jesus' birth. There are so many verses. Surah 3, 42, uh, 45, and 47. Surah 19, 16, and through 26. Surah 21, 91, and Surah 66, 22. All talks about the birth of Jesus. But what does the Bible say? Do you know that in Surah chapter 94, verse, uh, verses 9 and 10, it says there that if you must... Uh, Muhammad speaking to the Muslims. You see, if you are a Muslim in doubt of what we have revealed to you, then go to the people of the book. Forget about what you think about the people of the book. But Muhammad is commanding these, his men and women, that if you are in doubt of what he, Muhammad, have revealed, then go to the people of the book. And you have the chance to explain to them. Ask your friend about the Muslim belief in Jesus, why do they call him the son of Mary? Why do you call him the son of Mary? Especially, again, talking about understanding the culture of the people. Why would you call him the son of Mary when women are almost practically nothing within Islam? Uh, Francis Schaeffer talked about worldview as, as a roof. I see it as a balloon. The folk Muslim, their worldview is like a balloon. And in my hand, I think I carry with me an invisible pin. And every hole I can poke, poke in that balloon to get a head of falsehood out of it, I would do that just for their own sake. I ask them, ask a Muslim friend, why are you kind of send a minute? And read and discuss parts of Jesus' birth story in Luke. It is a beautiful story. And this is where you need to understand and know your Bible. Can you imagine Mary getting married? Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Elizabeth uh, uh, getting pregnant in her old age. Mary visiting her and the baby in her womb jumping for joy. Can you imagine for that? Uh, I imagine as these people sit and, honest, uh, and you think about these stories and tell them. Another thing is arrange to read more about the life of Jesus from the angel that is the gospel. Uh, Matthew, uh, Mark, Luke, and John. But in order to do that, you also have to know your scripture. Arrange to talk to them. Talk about the life of Jesus without quoting the Bible. Tell stories about Jesus' life. And you will be surprised how, how these people will listen. Um, next, the next question is, ask your Muslim friend what he or she knows about the miracles of Jesus. Remember, we talk about witch doctors, remember? Power of darkness, you remember that? Now this is where you are, because we understand their worldview now, we know where they are, we, we know their position, so we are now asking them. Ask if you may read from the angel, that is the gospel, the account of one miracle. Read and discuss one of Jesus' miracles. And what will be some of those miracles? The healing of the leper. All oh, brothers and sisters all over Africa. In fact, there's a place in Ethiopia, Addis Ababa, where they had a leper clinic there. Somewhere in West Africa. I mean, when we see leper, uh, we, we run away from them. But let this animist Muslim or folk Muslim understand how Jesus healed the leper. And next, show them how Jesus restored sight. 
in Matthew 9:27 and through 31, how he restored the sight of the blind man and how he's willing to restore not just our physical sight, but our spiritual sight also. Discuss that. Again, you talk, we talk about felt needs when we're talking about folk Muslims. This is where now they understand you're talking about the physicality of the people, the healing of the leper, the restoring of eyesight, the raising of the dead. And this, I mean, Africans love miracles. We gravitate to things like this. And these are things, these are stories, and you have to believe it uh, because God did it. And I explained that to them, the raising of the dead in Luke 7, 12. Also arrange to read more from the life of Jesus. Uh, why is Jesus called the word of God in the Quran? That's a powerful statement. Why is Christ called the word of God in the Quran? Surah chapter, uh, that's the same chapter, Surah 4, 171, 339, and 45. Why would the Muslim hold a Bible or hold a book called Jesus Christ, the Word of God? Now, this is the question. Sit with your friend and ask them what he or she understands by the title, Word of God. And then next, now this is key, okay? You can continue by asking whether there ever was a time when God was without his word. Kalim, meaning speech, is one of the divine attributes of Allah in Islam. And then also read and discuss John chapter 1. Memorize John chapter 1. Um, I was teaching a philosophy class in the States here. And one of my students wrote me a paper, 25-page paper, trying to convince me why we should not memorize our Bible. So I was kind enough as a professor, giving 25 reasons why I gave him F. We should memorize the Bible. We should do that. No scripture. They say, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And that's why you're asking that question. Were there ever a time where God was without his word? Ever. In him was life. Jesus gave life. All the sacrifices on mountains, all the voodoo's they put in there is to protect the very life. But they're rejecting the source of the very life. Also John's testimony in John chapter 1 that Jesus is the Lamb of God. Wow, what a powerful analogy. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Discuss the light of God's command to Israel to sacrifice for sins. I have some pictures that you will see where people go up on mountains in Ethiopia, sacrificing sheep, killing bulls, and, and what have you, to cleanse their sins. No, this is where. Watch John's testimony in the Lamb of God who takes away. Jesus is God's Lamb. What will you say to your Muslim friend? And how would you say it? It is the key. God's command to Israel to sacrifice for sins. Discuss it. Moses, in Genesis chapter 12, somebody said Abraham built an altar and sacrificed to God. Go back there and talk to them about that. But the true sacrifice, be it in Hebrews chapter 10, where Jesus is the sacrifice once and for all. 
Wow, Leviticus 4, 20, uh, 27 and 31. These are the verses you have to know as you engage your Muslim friend. Now let us come to purification prior to prayer. You remember when we taught um, in the worldview of the Muslims and the folk Muslims, uh, where washing of the body, preparing for prayer, it had to do with uh, washing of the demonic pollution. But here, I want for us to be very careful not to criticize the manner of prayer, but ask about the care they gave to purification before prayer. You could ask, can we cleanse ourselves? I'll tell you a story. There's a mosque in Denver, Colorado. It's on, if you know the map of Denver, um, but it's not where it is, but I went to the mosque and I saw all these young men in, uh, sitting there, washing their feet, washing their hands, washing their face, washing inside their ears. And after all the washing and everything, and then I said, hmm. I said, we have washed everything. How do we wash our hearts? You see, you look for opportunity where you can give. You can ask them the right question at the right time. Read Hebrews 10.22, draw near with hearts cleansed and ask what he, she thinks about the need for purification of the heart before coming to God. Because they wash their hands in that they touch infidels or touch things that polluted their hands. They wash in their ears because they heard words that were not good. They wash their eyes because they saw things that were bad. But can all those things take the moral field from us or from them? And these are questions that if you have the time to sit with your Muslim brother, pray for them first. Really pray for them. Pray for yourself as you, you, know, as you engage them. Ask about the need for purification of your heart before coming to God. How do you do that? Is there any way within your religion where we can come to God and be pure? And then explain how we can have our hearts cleansed from sin. 1 John 1, 7, Hebrew 9, 14. That this is God's provision for cleansing. That's, it is under God who can do that. Oh, yeah, the Al-Fatiha, that is uh, Surah chapter 1, used regularly in Muslim prayer. Be kind, gentle. Tell me the meaning of Al-Rahman, Al-Rahim, the graciousness and the merciful. Discuss how God has chosen to show his mercy to us. Isaiah 53. Can you imagine? God showed us his mercy by sending his son, Jesus Christ. Remember, we quoted Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God showed us his love in that while we were still in our sins, Christ died for us. That's how he showed us his mercy. That's how he cleans our sin. Discuss how God has chosen to show mercy to us. Look at some of the New Testament passages, we've connect God's mercy with Christ's atoning sacrifice for our sins, like Romans 3, like Ephesians 2, Titus 3, 
or Timothy, uh, first Timothy, uh, second Timothy 1 8, 10, first Peter 1 3. We talk about first Peter 1 3 that God have redeemed us and have inheritance for us. Oh, my brothers and sisters, as we study in this class, um, let us understand that Jesus is the only way and only hope, be it non-Muslims, atheists, or anyone in the world that is willing to listen to God and his word. Like we were saying, in terms of um, purification, um, how do we do that? In terms of mercy, how do we do that? It's all in Jesus Christ. Uh, we emphasize the importance of following the way once they know it. Follow Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man or woman can come to me except through, Jesus, uh, through the Father or through Jesus Christ. One of the most important uh, festivals in Islam is the sacrifice of Abraham's son. Do not focus on the theological argument about the son. In, um, in fact, there's a website you will see on, on the board there. But the sacrifice of Abraham, no, uh, Abraham's sacrifice, it is one of the, uh, the festivals, especially part of Ethiopia. It is a huge holiday all over the Muslim world. Take advantage of that and be part of it. Take the opportunity on, on this holiday. Ask about their practice of slaughtering animals in remembrance of Abraham's sacrifice. Again, like I said, don't worry about whether it was Ishmael or Isaac, but focus on the sacrifice itself. Read and discuss Genesis 22 uh, of the actual story of Abraham doing it, pointing out the essential parts. Remember, the important issue is not who the boar was or is. Keep that in mind. The boar became aware of his lost condition. That what you want for your, for your folk Muslim to know and understand. We are all lost without Christ. He became aware of his lost condition. And then third, he was saved by the provision provided by God, a substitute. Point out the board's realization of his salvation. There was no need to die because God made the provision. And show how. And uh, show how sending Jesus as the perfect lamb of God who came to take away the sins of the world. Let me camp a little bit on this. Let's spend some time on that. Christ was sent by God. And Muslims believe that he did not even die on the cross. He was a, such a strong prophet. How could this happen to God's prophet? This was impossible. It could not be. How would God's son die? And some say that as he appeared to them, Somebody else died in Jesus' place because he was just too powerful for the Jews to kill him. This had nothing to do with Jews and what have you. It was God appointed time for his son to give his life for us as the sacrificial lamb. And then point out John the Baptist's testimony about Jesus in John 1, 19 and 29. That is, he meant, behold the lamb of God. Read together how Jesus fulfilled the sacrificial system God had given Israel for the forgiveness of sins. Leviticus chapter 4 and 16. By offering himself as once for all 
perfect sacrifice, Hebrews 9. The gospel and telling parables, stories of the Bible. This is what I want. That's another good thing to do. Parables. You remember I've been telling parables as we go about in here. There's a wonderful Ethiopian proverb on patience. It said that uh, little by little, the egg will walk. It takes time for the chick to lay the egg, and it takes time for them to hatch the egg, and before the egg can start walking. But use parables in your witness. Tell your life story, how Jesus changed your very life. From the gospel, tell the story of the departure of the younger son and the wasting of his share of the inheritance. Go on to tell his destitution, his disappointment, meaninglessness of his life, the decision to return to his father. Can you imagine this man have to work with pigs? And a lot of your Muslim friends will understand that. They will understand that, you know, as a Muslim, how can you go eat with pigs? But there's a phrase in Luke. They say when he came to his senses, when he came to, to his senses, he said this to himself. He said, I will go home. I will go home to my father. I will return to him. Ask your friend what he thinks the father should or will do when the son returns. And just with letter answer, and this is where now you listen. You remember what G.K. Chesterton said? The only time Christians listen when they are talking? Please do not do that here. Listen. Remember the importance of saving face and honor in Muslim cultures. Always remember that. You save face. It's a shame-based culture. Do not cut them. Do not just listen in order to put in your words. Actually listen to them with loving care. That what they're saying is important and you are there to only listen to what they are saying. Truly mean it. These people, they are dying in their sins. Remember, some are wearing voodoo right along as we talk to them, as you sit there, talk to them. They have charms around their waist, around their neck. Their child is sick, uh, mother sick, or in a sick bush, as they call it. And you are sitting there for the first, thing, the first time, opening their hearts and minds to the gospel of Christ. So take your time and listen. Be sensitive, but at the same time, be firm. Go on to read the end of the story from verse 20b. Apply the story, pointing out God's willingness to forgive even us when we return from a life of sinfulness. Can you imagine that? First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. To forgive us, not just forgive us, but cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the God we serve. That's the God we know. You can stimulate further discussion from here by asking how God does this since he's just. Isn't that wonderful? How does he do it? You open and then you listen to them. So they can explain. So they can talk back to you. So they can tell you their story. And then from their story, you can tell them the grace of God and what God have done for you. Never ever be afraid to share your testimony. 
Read a book of Acts. You remember Paul? Paul always, in many, many times, he started with his testimony of God's grace. You see, I was a killer. Uh, someone once asked me, he said, will you ever read a book written by a killer? And he said, mm, no, but then why do you read Paul? You see, that's how bad Paul was. He killed Christians. He destroyed the church. But Paul said, God was gracious to me to allow me to come into his kingdom. Share your story of God's grace. I'm here not because of who I am, but what God has done in my life. Like Paul would say, I used to steal. I used to destroy the church. I used to kill Christians. But now because of God's grace, I'm sitting here sharing that same love with you. You know what? If you have come from the same background as a folk Muslim, oh yes, guess what? I used to go dance on mountains. I used to go kill sheep on mountains. I used to worship the stone, the tree. But guess what? When I met God, and God revealed his son to me in love, in perfect love that cast out all fear, that he died for me and rose for me, and someday I will be sitting with him. That is the gospel. And when the Muslim, be a folk Muslim, be a hard Muslim, when they hear and see that gospel message, then live in your very life many, many times. And like I said, do not be ashamed because the responsibility of you know, redemption is not in you or in me. It is in God's and his power. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray for these students. We pray for the lost pray for our Muslim neighbors, Lord Jesus, that you would just open their hearts to the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen.